Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. We talk about this a lot, G, and we argue about this privately as well, that a man wants a woman who wants it for herself. You know, he wants the goose that lays the golden egg, not just sex, right? He wants the... The woman who has a sexuality and aliveness inside, which absolutely, I understand that. But I also want to argue with you a little bit on this episode about what I understand, how women are wired and how that might not be wanting it, maybe in a spontaneous way, might not be where we need to go here. Bring it on, Lori. I'm ready for a fight. Let's do it. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. So excited. Lori, another in-person training, Philadelphia, unleashing... (sighs) The Power of Sex and EFT for Therapists, October 4th and October 5th. This is one of our favorite trainings to do. It's such a need out there to empower therapists to keep their focus better in session and know how to help couples facilitate these bonding conversations through sex. Most of us don't grow up in families talking about this stuff. So get some of the tools that you need, have some fun, engage with other therapists. It's great to be back in person. Oh, yes. It is so great to be in person. We had so much fun in our last in-person training. I mean, people actually laugh at our jokes. And, you know, I got to say some of what we're doing, I think it's pretty cutting edge. We're, we're working on stage one and stage two. For those of you who are therapists in EFT, you'll get what we're talking about. But even if you're not an EFT therapist, there's a lot here that you can learn about how to talk with couples about sex and how to become more expert at it. And if you're a listener and you do have a therapist and your therapist doesn't know about EFT, tell them, you know what, I think you should check this training out. Mm-hmm. I guarantee they're gonna, they'll come out of that training with some new tools, which is, that's what we're in the business of, right? Creating change with new tools. Yes. So come join us in October in Philadelphia. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do believe it's an end bolt scenario. 
a guy wants a woman to want to have sex for herself, that she's kind of turned on, she's in charge of her own sexuality. Of course, a guy wants to be attracted. You know, the woman finds him attractive. And, you know, so I think it's both you want it for yourself and you really want your partner. I think that gives the highest levels of engagement. I don't think men and women are that different. That's the ideal setting. You know your partner wants you and you want to have sex too. I mean, that to me gives you so much to work with. Yeah, so you're saying two things. One, you want a woman who, or men, maybe want a woman who wants sex, like has her own hunger for sex, but also specifically wants him. And that is ideal. I think that... Doesn't that sound great? (laughs) It does sound great. It sounds great on the counterpoint, too. A man who wants sex for himself and wants her specifically. I guess we're not arguing here. We're in agreement. That was easy. (laughs) I guess when I hear you say that, what what comes up to me in, in my mind is this sense that women so seldom, it seems like, have that initiating desire. You know, they mm-hmm. they are traditionally, and the research demonstrates more than fifty percent of women are have receptive desires. So they need to be cued, they need to be triggered for their brain to click over to say, okay, now it's sexy time. You know. But they don't necessarily go through their day wanting it for themselves. And and I'm afraid that if we set that for a target in our podcast, uh, that that's what we want to do is we want to turn all women into initiating pursuers. You know, women are going to feel frustrated. It's not going to match what the research says about women. And their male partners are going to have this growing expectation. They're like, yeah, yeah, you know, I want you to want it for yourself and I want you to want me too. And and we're going to forget about sort of the more responsive nature of most women. Oh, I totally appreciate that. And it's like when we work with the emotional withdrawers, the goal in getting them to re-engage is not to turn them into pursuers. Right. It's about them being more flexible. So to me, it feels the same thing with a sexual withdrawer. Like if you're more receptive, that's great. That's just the way God made you. Cool. But when you start to understand how much your partner appreciates it, you know, when you do initiate or when you do engage for yourself to maximize those moments when it does happen. So maybe you are receptive and maybe 20 minutes in, you know, you're just warming up. But when you get to a place where, you know, you do want it, like how do you express that more directly? Because that's your partner's love language, yeah. right? So, or maybe you stretch yourself afterwards and then you talk about something instead of just kind of letting it blow over because your partner loves the post-sex breakdown, right? And you could care less about it because again, you're, you, it's not that relevant to you. But I, I think when we learn our partner's love language and we, we can engage more in it, it just gives so much more to work with as, as, as partners. So I hear you. We're not trying to send a message, trying to turn these receptive women into these initiators because that's just not being true to themselves. And this is all about being authentic. And it's also helping the males really appreciate the receptivity. You know, it's so, so important to, I mean, it always blows my mind what it must be like to not have that drive. And, 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 and just hope that things are going to work. I mean, that would just freak the hell out of me as a man, yeah. you know? So, you know, to know that, that, that that's happening. I mean, I love that when yeah. I'm, when I'm balanced and not triggered. Yeah. And you've said some important things that the engagement and her 
reassurance when she is turned on could be verbal. It could, you know, like when she, when it kicks in and she feels desire, she could express Ooh, that more in. loudly. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, that's exactly right. So if you could just focus on those moments it kicks in, that's all it would take to kind of make the, the partner of the end feel like, oh, you want this too, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that feels so good. Yeah. I think it's unfair, potentially, that men, in my experience, are probably going to need to initiate more and accept mm. that as their responsibility in a heterosexual relationship that because they have a biological drive, I mean, they have testosterone that tr triggers their body. You yeah. know, their body is triggered regularly. And as a woman, your body is not triggered. I mean, hardly no, you, at all. Right. And, and I've been a, very helpful. I'm a sexual pursuer, and I, I know that to be true. And I, I've told you before, I've tracked my testosterone. So I know, like, the relative levels of what it feels like in a female body. And, you know, it's so subjective. Who knows if this is what other women feel. But, I mean, I would say that my sense of wanting sex doesn't really come from the body, has never come from the body. Would you think that most female sex therapists are sexual pursuers? No. Okay. Uh, no. I have, like, six girlfriends who are sex therapists, and... And they're not sexual pursuers. They're sexual withdrawers. That's the crazy thing. They're in it, I think, you know, in the field to help with this dynamic from the other perspective of like, no, mm -hmm. I, I want to normalize for couples what it feels like. I mean, I think I'm kind of different than that. It's like I, I know what it feels like to want sex as a female. And I think overall, I, I identify with the sexual pursuer. And I... You know, we do not talk enough about it, in my opinion, about female sexual pursuers, because 25% of my practice is women who are sexual pursuers who are married to usually men who don't want it and have all the excuses and, and all the stuff and all the avoidance of intimacy, not just because they have ED. You know, there's other things that are coming up where they avoid intimacy. So that may be a whole other topic, perhaps, but... What was your point about asking our sex therapists or no, I, I, sexual I pursuers? I hear when you say even when you're a female pursuer, it's not driven by your body. Right. It's driven by your mind. It's driven by your prioritizing and kind of engaging so much your life force in this topic. Yeah. So, I, again, I would imagine if you're doing a podcast on sex a lot and your brain's thinking about it, like it just – it's it's more front and center. It would be put you more in that role. No, no, no. I I don't really think I, it's because of my work. I think it's it's the self that informs my work. Mm -hmm. I did this because of what I feel on the inside. It's not the other way around. It's not like I get triggered and cued because I'm talking about sex all the time and then I want sex all the time. It's really not that. It's really about I I feel. I feel sex as sort of the deepest form of connection, love, and it's the highlight of my life. I, I, I said to my husband once, he sent me a sexy text, which was so fun. And I brought it up as like the highlight of my week. He's like, oh, I didn't really think it would be the highlight. I'm like, what? How would you not know this was the highlight of my week? You know, I mean, just like it, it was just a, it was amazing to me that – 
he didn't get that that was that made everything you know that made the difference of my whole week <laughs> you know it was just one little text well it's because of that you can give a gift to so many of our listeners right to to be female and to love sex yeah and and you often say that that most women do love sex it's just there's a lot of layers covering that up or it's harder to access I, those longings. I think so. I think so. And I think that, you know, yeah, it's it's not fair that men have to initiate. But I would say if you're a woman and you're in a relationship where you're committed to a sexual relationship, there's also a lot of difficulty in accessing desire underneath all those layers. You know, the cultural layer that says it's, you're a bad girl if you want it. There's a lot of messages. And and men get messages too, I think. But a lot of men get more permission to be sexual creatures than women get from their parents. You know? And, and you have testosterone, which helps. And so. you have testosterone. And so you're kind of like to find the erotic core and to develop that. There's not many messages that say that, you know, that that is a work that you'll need to do. Well, and that's why I always are on this side of the, the argument that if you're a woman and you're willing to do the work, you're going to be okay, right? It's the intentionality that says, I don't have all these other driving factors, so I have to figure out my driving factor. Like mm -hmm. every woman I've worked with that goes down that road, like they're fine sexually. It's just most women can't kind of, they can't find that motivation to sustain that kind of intentional work so right. that's why but i hear right. what you're saying it's not enough to do your own you need a partner who's gonna kind of tap into your biology you need you need that male to initiate in a confident way and i think you know after break we can talk about it's it's hard for men who get rejected to continue to be that confident like Right. If you're my partner, you want to know I'm into you. Well, I'm right. into you, but I'm very hesitant on how I express that because I've been rejected so many times. Yeah. But then the more I'm hesitant, the more you I don't you don't get turned on because it's like, hey, baby, what do you think tonight? You want to kind of you know that it's it's not really kind of what you it's going to prime your body in such a great way. So those two things have to happen, right? You have to kind of do your own work, and you need a partner who's going to continue to hold on to their confidence. I mean, to me, that sets the ideal environment to to engage yeah okay let's come back and talk about what to do about this laurie we know great lovers are intentional they bring playfulness curiosity into the bedroom so they can relax and we got a great product to help do that foria foria right their sex oil and their awaken product is helpful for orgasms if you want a bigger or better orgasm, Foria is where it's at. They use all-natural plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and also relieve discomfort. And I can totally see why that works because it also just kind of helps get everything ready down there. Right, and when you can use both the awakened arousal oil and the sex oil, I mean, they do combine to pack a little boom. Pack a little punch. For the ultimate pleasure pregame, you really want to use it before you start. And then that kind of gets your body a little bit ready. So I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more and deeper and fuller pleasure 
whenever you can find it and as often as possible, of course. And you can start with the bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal to our Foreplay fam. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash foreplay. Or just use the code foreplay at checkout. And that's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash foreplay for 20% off your first order. And I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil. And you will thank us later. So I love your quote, if you want to read it to our listeners. You know, Meredith Chivers, she's a sex researcher in Canada, and she says, and this was in the article that came out several years ago, What Woman, What Women Want in the New York Times. And it's like, she said, you know, women, to be desired is the orgasm. So women want men who think they're hot. Mm-hmm. And, and I know sometimes that doesn't work. I suppose, but I mean, overall, I mean, why do women work out? Why do they dress up? Why do they wear makeup? Why do they do these things? I mean, overall, they want their guy to notice and to pay attention to that and to feel turned on by that and to hear that expressed. I mean, I think, I don't know, I I remember this one guy whose wife was beautiful and he was so withholding of those words. I think, honestly, he was threatened by her beauty, and he felt like if he expressed to her over and over how hot she was, that she would leave him. You know, she would get a big head, and she would go somewhere else. But that was what she was craving. Mm. I don't know. This is God's uh, funny sense of humor here, because there shouldn't be so many misses in this area. Women want to be desired. And men really do desire their partner, want to express it. Like, this should be an easy fit. Like, it should be such a natural process. So what what messes this thing up? A woman wants it. A man wants to give it. And yet so often in this area, they're, they're missing each other. Yeah. I don't know. My other sense is men, when they compliment women, it's kind of weak. You know, like, oh, yeah, that you look you look great in that dress. Or that, you know, you look nice. I mean, really, could you not say something more specific and potentially more sexual? This is definitely where men can up their game, and they have to recognize what waters down their compliments is this history of rejection. Like, it's a lot of times for men, if you're going to share something, you're passionate about it, your body responds to that. You know, if you say, damn, you look hot tonight, like, like that, that, your body's going to want to move with it. Yeah. Right, and it's never the right time. You're constantly rejected for your compliments. Like, you know, stop. You know, you see your partner. You walk by the kitchen. You spank your butt. Like, they, that these. There's so many times when you express it that you get rejected. That over time, it just it it kills the expression. Mm-hmm. And I think just like women have to do their own individual work, men have to do their own individual work too. That says like, why am I allowing myself to lose this part of me? to protect myself from the hurt. Like, how do I start to harness and, and find better timing for how I express it? Because right? in the kitchen, when my wife's making, you know, pancakes for the kids, it's probably not an ideal time to express it. I mean, it's a setup really for me to get rejected mm-hmm. with some of those comments. But when I'm laying in bed and I wanna maybe get some action, like to take some time to, I like what you're saying, express it more specifically. 
express what your heart is feeling in more confident ways instead of just protecting yourself with, hey, what do you think tonight? I mean, what's the really romance or kind of wooing or kind of, you know, wowing that, that you're saying most women are craving for? So often mm-hmm. we wind up not giving it because of the negative cycle. Yeah. And I think it's noticing, you know, noticing the little things that would be helpful. You know, if I were to give a man a tip, you know, like, how about when she gets her toenails painted? You know, like, ooh, like that color on your toes. Ooh, that's, I'm writing it down. You know, that's a good or one. what about her haircut? You often say this. You tell me Kathy got her haircut or she's going to get her haircut. So obviously you're noticing, you know, and I hope you're complimenting too. But I, I think I fall into what a lot of men do is I say it looks good. It's not specific. It's not, it could be so much better. Yes. If I would just take that time to be that intentional. I want her to be more intentional in the bedroom, right? Why can't I be more intentional outside to set the stage? You, you did I'm being post inspired something. by this conversation here. You did post something recently that your wife was hot at some party, and you, she, was, she was so cute in that gold dress that, you know. Uh, I mean, I think, I think that goes a long ways. Yeah. She's not on Facebook, so she didn't hear that. But I happened to mention it to her so that she would know that. Just on your behalf, I love, buddy. I mean, I, I saw her toenails were painted green. I was like, what the hell is that green color? But like, like, and I didn't make a comment about that. And, and, and again, what you're encouraging partners to do, and this is just not male and female, it just, we all want interest. We're doing it for a reason, right? We, we want to be noticed. And to be able to express that in a way that says, that's really cool. Like, I really like that. That's that's the engagement that's so often the foreplay towards kind of getting the body turned on. Yeah. Or just like, Ooh, baby, you you got your toes done. What does this mean? You know, I mean, it could just be anything. It doesn't, it can just be sexual, you know, like I, I think noticing the little things is so important. You know, I, I suppose sometimes if men say your ass looks great in those pants and then she's like, Oh, all you think about is sex or something. I can understand how that would be so discouraging. But on the other hand, if she's working hard, she's lifting weights and her ass does look good, it's like saying, you know, those those weights are paying off, baby. You know, something. It's the timing. It's the timing. And it's, and I mean, you say in bed, which yes, in bed it would work, but also in bed, it's almost like there's motive. I want something, so now I'm going to pay attention to you versus a culture of saying, I'm so attracted to you in in all these ways. Right. And women can help in this department by positive reinforcement, right? When your partner does say something that works, let them know good job. Like that's the easiest way to build confidence. Yeah. So if you say, damn, that working out's paying off. I mean, your ass looks great. Yeah. And you give a little shake and say, well, thank you there, Mr. Handsome. I mean, it's that lightness and fun that like rewards the compliment, right? right. If, you, if you don't, if you're always like, oh, stop, or like you always shoot it down, we yeah. wonder why yeah. you lose that confidence over time. I mean, exactly. let's give each other success. Exactly. I agree. And, you know, I think for women, one of the big things that shoots them down in their, in the bedroom for themselves is they're so self-critical really hard as a woman to open up to compliments and to the enjoyment that their guy has for them because they're looking at their imperfection. You know, they're thinking, yeah, but 
you know, the girls at the gym, you know, they're 10 years younger and their their ass is 10 times bigger. No, baby, that's not it. I, I told you my funny joke. I was with my personal trainer and there was this young woman and she had booty. And I'm like, can you help me get that? And he's like, yeah, you'd have to like lose 30 years. I think that women are very, very primed to not feel good about themselves. So they're not resisting you. That might be one thing to take in as a guy. They're not resisting you. They're they're in the the self-critical voice. They're in the voice that says, I'm not good enough. I'm not beautiful enough. Because now the standard is over the top. There's TikTok. There's models. There's... It's beyond anything you can imagine today in the pressure of the world is, on how a woman should look. Right. But this is that mixed signal. It's the insecurity is saying, I don't feel great about myself, which is why they need the wooing and the confidence yes. to kind of make them feel good. And then when they actually get it, because of the insecurity, they can't trust it. They push away the very thing that they need. And then the guy's like, what the hell? I, that didn't feel good to try to compliment right. and you shot it right. down. So then they, they try less, which just feeds more of the insecurities. And it's like a couple gets just stuck in this space. Yeah. So I like that what we're doing is just trying to make that explicit. Like if you're a guy, anticipate some of that insecurity. Don't take it so personal. Right. What what you're trying to give them is the very thing that they need. And if you're a woman, like help the guy do that. Help them feel confident. It's hard to feel confident when, you know, you constantly shot down and you don't have a lot of successes. What a a perfect micro cycle that shuts down sex. I need it as a woman and my partner tries to give it to me and I can't take it in this very thing I need. I can't take in. Because I don't feel good enough about myself, and that hole is gaping. But then I send this terrible message to my partner that says, you're doing it wrong, you're too sexual, you're too something, Yeah. you know, or you're not strong enough. And, you know, with the compliment, and then they just feel rejected, and they're like, I'm, I'm trying to convey my sense of how you look. Yeah, and that insecurity really craves a confidence that can overwhelm it and say like, even if you don't believe this, I know my truth and you're as sexy as hell and I'm so lucky to be with you. It's like, yes, of course it needs that confidence, but it's hard to hold on to that confidence with all the rejection. So that's what we're just trying to give. Say that, just what George said. You know, like, I know you have a hard time taking this in, but you're sexy as hell to me. And I think as women, we think we need to be the sexiest, you know, not just sexy as hell to our partner, but the sexiest, sexier than any other woman that we know. I don't know. It it can go crazy in our heads, George. But what you just said, I think that's the magic thing to say. Yeah. Helpful when you have testosterone driving it. Yeah. But guys are looking in the mirror too. They see their hair thinning and their belly getting fatter. This isn't about perfection anymore. This is just about being present with this person that you love. And most men, when they say it, they're not just saying it to get laid. They're saying it because they feel that. That's, you know, they are really attracted to their partner. That's what testosterone helps. They can be really flattering and complimentary if you build their, you know, build that with success. So I think both people to change need the other person's help. Yeah. A woman does need a more confident man, but it's hard for that man to stay there with the history of that negative cycle. 
Yeah. And so her, when she does feel desire, that's the other thing we want to emphasize. When desire kicks in, she's got to let it out of her mouth to tell him or, you know, or to express with her body or, you know, something needs to turn on and show him, tell him out loud, you know, I'm so glad we're doing this. And then maybe express the reassurance of how sexy he is, how grateful she is that they're, you know, that they got past that warm-up period, and now she's feeling it, and she wants it. I, I do think if men could start and just give permission that I just want to kiss you, I just want to make out, it's okay if we don't go forward. I, I think that's difficult for a man because, you know, he's probably going to get an erection and want to go forward. But on the other hand, the odds are if she has this permission to start and to not go any further, the odds are her body is going to turn on and then she's going to want it. Yeah, no. You know? I love after sex. Imagine being a female partner saying, Wow, that was great. You were awesome. And damn, wasn't I awesome too? <laughs> Isn't that like so much to celebrate? There's so much there to celebrate. Right? Yeah. Tell your bother good job and take that about yourself. Seize your own sexuality. I think that's yeah. so attractive for both people to say, yeah. wasn't I great too? Right? That like that's what that's what eases a lot of those insecurities. But so many of us are, are bashful. We can't be, you know, I don't know. I just think there's some right. fun stuff here. False stuff about we should be falsely modest. And not appreciate who we are in bed. Yep, I agree. Both sides. I love that. Yeah. Okay. What a beautiful way of, of putting a cherry on top of the ice cream sundae. Ooh. Right? To be able to kind of tell each other we're awesome. Ice and that cream. That was awesome. Right? That just keeps us in that positive affect. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot, baby. We are doing a couples retreat on September 8th. So please keep that in mind in your schedule for your fall schedule. We want to give you a heads up. We're only doing one this year because our training schedule is getting crazy, but we would love to invite you to our couples retreat on September 8th. It's by Zoom and you can find it on our website, foreplaysextherapy.com. Nice. And we just uh, completed training therapist two days, right? On sex. Had over 100 therapists. How much fun was that, Laurie? It just kind of, again get all these questions. We don't have all the answers, but we're just, again, that excitement's just trying to help us all get clearer and clearer and start leaning in this direction because it's such a great need to help couples talk about their sex lives. It was. It was really fun. And we're excited to do it again for our couples. We always have fun with people who are wanting to work on their sex life and come to us. They're always anxious. What is it going to look like? And I'm glad to email you a little bit about that, talk with you so you can get comfy. Nice. And who don't want to be comfy, right? I would love to invite you. This is women only, but we are having a retreat in Asheville on November 10th through the 12th, and it's going to be a slumber party. And so we're going to like all stay together in the same cabin. It's a beautiful space, and we're going to have meals brought in and made, and and we know who the chef is, and so it's going to be wonderful Maybe drink a little bit of wine if you'd like to. And we have kind of some talks and time to work together on your sexuality. So the whole goal of this Women's Sexuality Retreat, the Slumber Party, is to basically enhance and develop yourself, your erotic self inside. So we're going to be talking about anatomy and physiology and sexual attachment. 
We're going to talk through blocks, you know, what stops us, what are the breaks against our sexual expression, and then what are our gas pedals, what are our turn-ons, how do we open up more sexually, like with enhanced sexual pleasure, and we're going to talk about orgasms and role play and using joys and fantasies and some stuff. And each night we're going to have a pajama party where we just relax and sit around and talk on the deck and hang out together. And and then on Sunday morning, we're going to set our focus and have concrete steps toward sexual engagement with our partners. Sounds pretty awesome, Lori. And all the men, don't worry about it. Maybe we'll have like a Spartan camp out somewhere, have a couple (laughs) beers and, you know, we'll do our own version of that someday. (laughs) That would be great. So love to invite you. I will post it on foreplaysextherapy.com under resources, and there will be the retreat, the scheduling events, and you can link and figure out if you can make it with us on November 10th through the 12th in 2023. Asheville, be there. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.